0: What's up, brother? Hey, Amen. I want to uh, give a big thanks to uh, our sponsors uh, today. Thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you so much for doing what you do for our industry. You give so much love. You give so much love to us. We want to uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart.
1: Well, uh, in 2019, they changed the industry, right? They changed the industry with both Schedulicity Cares by giving away $5,000 a month to a hairdresser and
0: some barbers,
1: right? And uh, with Schedulicity Pays.
0: Yeah. And Schedulicity Pays was huge enormous yeah and, and it definitely definitely will save you money
1: yeah no I mean, doubt there's no doubt i mean a 1.99 percent processing fee and for 10 cents uh, a swipe i mean you do your research you can't find better no and a free card reader
0: and a free card reader that's <laughs>
1: right <laughs> which is integrated right into the app right so you don't have to leave the app everything is uh, is right there for you
0: yeah and also we want to bring to the family yeah, so uh, we're also
1: excited to talk about uh, salon scales and welcome them. Um, and then they give you the price, which then in turn you you uh, you you forward to your to your uh, client. So what they're doing is they're doing labor and product. So you charge for your labor, you know, you charge X amount, you know, per per hour, and then you're also um, charging for your product. But they kind of walk you through that. But more importantly to me is you see exactly how much product you're using. And and exactly how much product that it, that it's costing you, right? So, like, I know for instance, like, I was way undercharging like for either a gloss or, or or for a toner because I was using more product than I was actually charging for it. So, you know, for years and years and years, I've been losing money with those services. Well, now I've I've readjusted my schedule, my my pricing, so now I can I can make some more money on 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 those products.
0: Or, so. Not lose money. <laughs> not lose money,
1: exactly. I mean, literally, it's crazy when you do a gloss and now it's costing you money. You know, that that's, that's just silly to Like taking about. your
0: car to a mechanic and they
1: charge you for labor and not for parts. Exactly, right? you know, exactly. So now now they've given us the ability to charge for that. Um, and, and again, just for me, the, the biggest aha for me was just the awareness of, of, of what these products are actually costing me because I had no clue before. A really, uh, another really cool thing about salon scales is that you just put in whatever product line that you're using. And and it's already preset in the uh, in the app. You just go to their website and you go, hey, I'm using this product line, that product line, this product line, and it just it automatically puts it in the app for you. So when you're uh, when you're weighing your your product, you just boop, boop 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 boop, and even if like like because we're independent, what do you got to do? Boop 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 boop, boop. <laughs> because we're independent. You know, we use, we use, it's not just one product line that we use or one color line that we use. Like I use, um, I use Schwarzkopf uh, Lightner, but I use Redken um, uh, shades and it's and you're able to put all those products in there so you can weigh exactly, uh, exactly what you, uh, what you want. So they're making it super easy for you. They're making it incredibly easy for you and you're saving money and you can actually make money because I think I said earlier, you can, you can set the price to whatever you wanna charge for that. Meaning like if a tube of color is costing you $10, you can mark it up so it's $20. So when you forward that to your client, that um little bit of a a margin there as well. It's it's so great. Um, Again, just thank you very much, Salon Scales. Thank you for being on board with us. And, uh, and we can't wait to see how you guys change the industry in 2020. Hey, hey welcome to your day off. My name is Cory and of course I'm sitting with my best friend, Tone, What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Um, listen, dude, I'm mega excited about today because I kind of finally see that that um, I'm starting to see a little bit of light at the end of this uh, COVID-19 tunnel.
0: Yeah, the people that we're talking to are kind of uh, are the first to be doing this in the country right now, and that is uh, slowly reopening. And so I'm so curious about, you know, just all the different things that they had to do to prepare. Yeah, me too. We're um, we're we're talking to uh, gosh, I'm gonna mess this up,
1: but it's like the one two four group or the one two four something. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll we'll, we'll 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 put that to them. But anyways, they have like six salons that they've just reopened in in the state of Georgia, which is really important because I think that they're the first ones in the in the country to kind of you know be uh to go back to work. And um, you know, I, I I appreciate. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of like controversy in Georgia, but I appreciate that they've done it because. You know, we need a guiding light, and I think those are those salons that are that that are in Georgia can be our guiding light for our industry.
0: Well, it's funny because if you watch the video, you'll see all of us still quarantined, and they got a little posse going. <laughs> exactly. We're still social distancing
1: and staying in place, cause, you, know, you know our great governor of Maryland uh, told us to. But uh but yeah, like on the video, it's definitely like a. a yeah, there's not much social distancing going. but I mean, that's I think that that's part of the question or that's part of the uh, part of the uh, conversation today. Yeah,
0: and there's been a lot of conversations on, you know how are we going to reopen? What are we going to do when we reopen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's great to talk to the people that actually have done it already. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um,
1: I kind of let's go ahead and get in because um you know we have a full room today. We actually have four other people other than the two of us um, in the room. Um, We have, and forgive me if I mess up any of these names once again, but uh, Jenna Talsma. uh, Of course, we have our our, our buddy uh, Chris Sulema and John. uh, John, always mess up your vowels. Palomary. Palomary. And and we have um, the the genius uh, behind all this is what they said is Tammy Cosper. And um, and again, uh, listen, guys, from 124, welcome to your day off.
2: Thanks for having
3: thank you us. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, man. Happy to be here. We're excited to,
1: have, to hang out with you guys today. Absolutely. Th- thanks. Thanks again. And, and you know, Chris and John, um, you know, just thank you guys for the friendship over the last year and a half or so, and 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 congratulations on your podcast. And and you guys are kicking ass. And 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 I uh, I, I say this often, and we say that we talk about this on the podcast a lot. I love this podcast community that we have within the industry because we, we're all very friendly. And and, um, and, and you know, we, we I know Chris and I, we, uh, we recommend guests and stuff. oh, you got to get this person or, or, you know, Chris certainly sends people over to us. So we do that with some of the other podcasts, too. So I just really appreciate that that, that we're, we're a bunch of friendly faces when we get to see each other.
4: Same, man. You
3: helped get us started. It was really cool. Yeah. And you guys were the inspiration for us to start up the podcast. So, you know, I can't say enough thank yous to you guys for helping us out. So thank,
1: thank you. Cool. Thank you, guys. So, uh, so. Uh, Tammy, kind of introduce yourself, and and what do you do for, and again, I I apologize for messing it up, Uh, what is it, 124, help me out. 124 Group. 124 Group. Oh, so I was right on. Yeah, 124 Group. 124 Group. I thought there was so much more to that. Tammy, kind of explain your position um, in in, in, uh, 124 Group.
2: So basically, it's the operations, COO, so I take care of all the stuff nobody else wants to do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. <laughs> it works out that way if you're in operations that's the deal. Right. So it is organization, uh getting things lined up and distributed out into the individual salons and the training that goes along with that and all that dissemination to make sure that we're um running effectively.
1: That's awesome. Judge, really you-
2: that's really it.
1: John, can you kind of remind us uh, what 124 Group is and, and how many uh, stores you have? And, and sure. Uh, the 124
3: has. Group is um, in Gwinnett County in Georgia. We've got six salons. We've got three 124 salons. There are, for lack of a better way to put it, our, our premium brand salons. We've also got three Genesis salons, which are our um, moderately priced locations. And then we also have a cosmetology school. So we got a school three um, mod- uh, mid-level salons and three um, more expensive
4: locations. Well actually we just took one of the locations that was a moderate and turned it into a premium. so I think it is it four and two right now? Three and three three and three.
1: Three and three, and then let me ask. you, I mean, just from just from an operations or or, or whatever, do, will you graduate people from the school into the moderately priced salon, and then into? Yeah,
3: I mean the process usually works like we've got. You know, we graduate between eighty and one hundred students a year, right? And about if I'm going to put a number on it, about twenty percent of those get um, hired by our company, and they start at our Genesis level locations. You know, we have an onboarding process. We've got an on, we have a training process and they start there in their career and it's a great opportunity for them to build a clientele to work with members that you know can mentor them and then Mm -hmm. we have a level system within our company and as you grow through the process you know you can move into our 124 locations you don't have to yet um, many students uh, excuse me many stylists once they make that transition you know like to kind of up their game a little bit
0: and you You sound you sounded like a parent right you know once my baby, always my baby. Once my, student, my student, right? Well, I kind of look at
3: it as, kind of at it as like, a, like the Roach Motel. You can get in, but you can't get out. But, you know, I, I think it goes back to, you know, Brian, the owner of our company's vision, which is he wants a career path for people that come into our company. So whether you start as a, as a, a student and you go to our Genesis locations or you go to one, or 124 locations. Or whether you join our education team or whatever else that it is you want to do there's a career path for you within our company so we joke about never leaving but that's the intent you know is to develop a career for you and a path that fulfills you as a, as a stylist for the rest of your career
2: well and that's why we have people who have been employed with us for 25 plus years as well
3: right
0: that's genius so, really yeah it really is so when did georgia get shut down
3: i don't remember the date do you Tammy?
2: it was the third week of march I think we officially shut it down March 24th, maybe. That's pretty Mm -hmm. close. Third week of March.
0: About the same as us. Yeah. And so on the third week of March, when you guys shut down, is that when the conversation started? Or when did the Uh, conversation start?
2: No, no, no. We were being preemptive when this first hit and they first started um, the social distancing requirements. That's when we knew that we were going to need to start procurement and I started the procurement process the 1st of March. let
3: look you, who? put it this way. When I walked into Tammy's office and it was filled up to the ceiling with toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I didn't even know we had a toilet paper crisis. <laughs> that's how well prepared she was. <laughs>
0: well, bravo, Tammy. Uh, the feds <laughs> coming after you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly, those hoarders that they talk about. That's- <laughs>
4: <laughs> the way we've got, we've got a few extra uh, uh, rolls if you're, if you're running low at home. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's a roll, I got you
1: covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're covered. Uh, Tammy, what did you use? Um, well, first off, were you guys surprised at how quickly Georgia reopened, one, and then, and then two, who have you used as a guiding light to kind of like, you know, this needs to be the law of 124, so to speak?
2: Well, one of the things that I will tell you is we were all taken aback that it opened up on the 27th. We were prepared um, as far as, like I say, the procurement. I've been doing that the whole time. Mm
5: -hmm. We had
2: already started developing language uh, and protocols for the staff because I'll be quite honest, we were anticipating mid-May. That's honestly what we thought just by gauging um, what was out there. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what we thought. And I remember driving home and I believe it was on the twin- we opened on the twenty fourth. I'm I sorry. It was on
4: the Monday. So the yeah. Before, yeah. I
2: remember driving home and listening to Kemp um on the radio because of course anytime he's on, we want to listen and see what's going yeah. on. And we were anticipating him to say, you know, we're gonna um open up everything on the thirtieth, eliminate the shelter in place. So we were thinking another two weeks, we would have to be able to prepare. And as soon as I heard him say, I'm opening salons, gyms, and what have you on Friday, my phone starts ringing and he was the first. Mm
6: -hmm. (laughs)
2: You hear that, we're gonna open up. So immediately we had all hands on deck the next day just to start the preparation. And it's been daily since then. We are, we are constantly communicating with each other. Um, you know, even though we had, um, basically furloughed staff, Mm -hmm. the core team was still on site every day, prepping and planning.
1: So when did the, when did the, uh. Well, you guys have come. You guys have created um, a whole new protocol for for 124, or certainly a protocol for 124. When did the planning of uh, of the protocol um, begin? And and again, where where did you guys look to? Did did you look to like different, you know, I don't know, did you look to you know what they're doing in Europe as far as like salon protocol or something? But where did you find it, or or did you create it from scratch? And when did that process start?
2: Well, I'll be honest with you. Remember back. That- Early to mid-March, when they started the social distancing with all this, Mm -hmm. there was a protocol that was in place with state board as far as sanitation requirements. So we had already implemented a lot of those steps back then. And so then it became, uh, what are the additional requirements that the state is going to require of us? So our marketing team, all of us here at home office, we're on social media, we are on um, the state website. We are on every portal, um, cosmetology board. We are researching all of those things. You had these guys looking, what are other salons doing? So we were looking at diverse methods to gather information. And then then what we did is we compiled all that information, settled in on what the protocol requirements were gonna be and then what we wanted to do additionally. One of the things that I will tell you, I'm a stickler on is, perception. How do things look? I wanted all of our signage to be on point. That's where our marketing um, director came in. She's great. I always tell her, this is what I want to say. Zhuzh it up. Make mm-hmm. it pretty. She's really good at that. Um, if, I could, if I could say anything, is make sure that your signage is on point. Don't handwrite stuff. Tape it on a door because it gives the perception that when I'm walking into this environment, it is pristine, it's sanitized. That all starts with the messaging that you send to the client and what they see. And -hmm. I think that's our first step. We have our protocol. It's not just typed on a piece of paper or on an email that's printed. It is on signage, logoed signage, so that it looks professional from the onset. And I think that's the key to the start.
4: I almost want to step back of, of, like just a little bit to 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 give you a quick snapshot of how far ahead that Brian was thinking um, about the what what was going to happen because way before way before John and I ever thought we would shut down and maybe even Tammy too um, Brian came into a manager's meeting weeks before I had even heard of COVID 19 I didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. And he said, and Jenna was there, and John was there, and he said, <clears throat> I've been watching this pandemic, and I'm anticipating the worst. All right. And he said, in the case that we were to need to shut down, and we all kind of looked at each other. I was laughing inside. I was like, we're not shutting down. Like, you're not going to mm-hmm. shut down, you know. Um, so the when that that was two weeks before anybody even knew about the thing here. And then we started to hear news. And then we started to hear a shutdown. And when Tammy talks about you know, pu- procuring things from, this, from the beginning, um, there, there, were, there were members of our team that took it more seriously than others. Luck, very luckily, um, Amber Burns, who's our marketing director, who works super closely with Tammy and all of us, is one of those people who, who is take sided with taking this very, very seriously. And she started to think about what are all of the things that people are going to see what are, and what are where all of the places that we're going to need to communicate from. So are people going to be consuming us on the website? Are they going to be consuming us in social media? Are they going to be consuming our newsletter? Are they going to be consuming, you know, if social media is at Facebook or Instagram, where all te- we had just launched a texting app. Mm-hmm. So she started to think about all of the places that the messaging would have to live. For an independent salon, that might be a little bit smaller, but for a company our size, you know, it got it got a bit more broad. And then from there, it was, then it was, what is the message going to be? And initially it just felt really obvious, social distancing over cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, making right. sure like we were disinfected to the, that, that all seemed obvious, Um, but behind the scenes, they started buying up sanitation anything that you could use to sanitize. Like we own, um, I think we own stock in Barbicide now, (laughs) but, um, and then also you kind of had Lori doing some things as well as far as inventory goes. So speak a little bit to that as well, because I think it's,
2: well, the key, if I could say anything to, to the folks now is you've got to diversify what your cleaning products are because you're going to run out. So one of the things we started looking at is what's my alternative if Barbicide runs out. I noticed pretty quickly, uh, even though early March I started buying up Lysol, you can't get Lysol anymore. I'm just going to speak to that example. So what is an alternative to Lysol? Well, it's diluted alcohol in a spray bottle. So we started buying up alcohol. So you've got to think about if this runs out, what's my next option? And then you buy up that option as well. And the more states open up, this is another thing, as soon as we opened, my brain automatically went to, okay, other states are gonna follow, this procurement's gonna get more difficult. So I need to start thinking of, this is what I want first, what's my backup? What's the backup to that? So I think that's important. So we started ordering gloves, smocks because we knew you were going to have to wear smocks you have in georgia i'm sure it's going to be the same all over the place you have to change out smocks in between every client that's not something our stylists are used to Mm
6: -hmm.
2: so being ahead of the game to get more smocks in got to get creative um all of the things that the stylists are going to need we started ordering in bulk so so i kind
1: of want to like um you know if if you know, people are listening in, I kind of want to, I want to be very exact and very specific about like the verbiage, the verbiage that you guys are using, as well as like, as well as, um, you know, what what specific protocols have changed or or that you guys are using moving forward?
3: Well, you know, it, it depends on where you're at, at which part of the chain in our company, right? So an example would be when a client actually comes to the salon, right?
4: There you go. Walk us through the appointment cycle and kind of how that—that's where you're going.
3: Right. So you know, one of the things that happens is we're we're heavily using Textel as a, a text messaging service because the phones get overwhelmed, you know. And as Tammy said, what's our backup to our backup, right? So the phones are overwhelmed. Okay. So we still need to get in touch with our customers. Well, how do we do that? So we use something like Textel. So we let customers know you know what our protocol is before they even come in the door
2: that directly affects them as well
3: right so you know here's what to expect when you get here here's what we need you to do when you get here you know they pull in the parking lot they text us that they're here somebody comes out the front door and greets them out front there is a you know a teepee sign out front with all our protocols listed on it and as tammy said You know the visual is beautiful it's pretty it's got our logo on it it looks professional it looks like somebody put some care into it Um, the stylist goes outside they take their temperature with a digital thermometer a no-touch thermometer they fill out a waiver that says you know what they're not going to hold us responsible you know if they you know get COVID-19 then they come in there's a jar of sanitizer at the front desk. They have to sanitize their hand. The stylist has to sanitize their hand. The, the they pen, just, yeah, they just, they got to have a mask on. The stylist has a mask on with the pen that they signed the paperwork in goes into a dirty pen, pen bucket. Somebody's <laughs> responsible for cleaning the dirty pens. You know, somebody has to wipe down the thermometer so that the next person who gets it, this is all, they just came in the door. We just got them in the door.
2: Now, let me, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but one of the things that I will say is the message consistency Mm -hmm. is very important, be it talking to Chris's point about all of our communication methods, whether that is on social media, whether that is through textile. So when they get, they call in and they get that confirmation from us for that appointment, it's going to tell them in advance, come to the salon, prepared to text us that you are here. Be prepared with a mask. You are gonna be asked to sign a waiver. We, you're gonna have your temperature taken. All of that, we have all of that protocol on our social media, we have it on the website, but then we also reaffirm that at the point of the confirmation. So they know there's three different points of contact before they ever get to us. That they know what that expectate uh, the expected protocol is mm-hmm. when they come in, and I think a lot of that is alleviating the fear of the public. One mm-hmm. of the things that I see over and over, we put every single protocol is on our website. There's a blog there that tells them what to expect. It is outside on a sidewalk sign. So we are having employees. I'm sorry, we're having clients give us feedback that they appreciate and it's making them feel more comfortable to give us a shot and come back in and it's alleviating those fears because they know the protocol that we've put in place
3: and to you know add on to tammy's piece not only does it give the client comfort to know that all this is going on but it gives our stylist without question comfort Mm -hmm. you know we see it on our internal Mm -hmm. social media pages you know, thank you guys for doing this. It makes me feel so much more comfortable. I'm glad I'm working for a company that's, that's doing these things. And even the folks that maybe have delayed coming back for another week or two, because there are some, even the feedback I get from them on our internal um, communication pieces are, I'm so glad we're, we're doing this. So when I do come back next week, I'm going to feel so, more, so much more at ease. My anxiety is going to be a whole lot less.
0: Wow. That's uh I mean that that's a lot of work that you guys are putting into this just for not only for the style of safety but for your client safety as well, so how's the communication going since you have six salons between each salon I mean obviously you know
5: oh i my client just got here so. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Sorry, guys. Got to- <laughs> I have a few. I can talk for a few minutes. because yeah, do it. Very, yeah. I was so excited about getting back in the salon, and then anxiety kind of took over me the night before. You're like, "Are my clients going to think it's weird? I'm taking their temperature. What is it going to be like wearing this mask all day? How are we going to stay on time with all these extra steps and fit all your clients in when you can only be seeing one at a time? Um, but it honestly went because everything was so laid out and so well thought out it went so smoothly the mask is frustrating mm-hmm. and difficult yeah. to get used to but i think we all want to do what's going to protect our clients so we can get back behind the chair and share our passion with everyone
1: hey jenna when, when um I, I know the mask is frustrating for you where are you? <laughs> where's the front where it, has it been difficult to, to perform services with your client wearing a mask? And are they wearing the ear mask, or are they wearing around the head mask?
5: I've only had clients wearing the ear mask, and it really hasn't been a big deal. If you're highlighting around the face, they might have to take unloop an ear, but I'm, from what I understand, they need to keep it on as often as possible while they're in your chair. Mm-hmm. They can take it off if you need them to, if it's going to get in the way of the service
1: got it yeah man it's like it's, it, honestly it's just a weird conversation that we're having <laughs> I'm trying to absorb it feels like a dream yeah.
5: <laughs> every day i'm like this cannot be real yeah. i get so tickled too because we all look like ninjas
6: <laughs> <laughs> we're in
5: these black masks and black smocks and it's just i never in a million years would have thought that we would yeah. be doing working like this <laughs>
3: Tammy thought so far ahead that not only do we have facial masks, we have facial masks that are uh, par- that match the color of our uh, our dress code, and they have our logo on. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Bravo, Tammy.
1: <laughs> nice. Yes, thank you, Jenna. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was her thing
0: me.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
6: awesome.
1: Jenna, <laughs> thank, thank you for joining us.
0: You have another much.
1: question, her? Yeah, yeah. Um, before before we have Jenna bounce, how um, I know that you're managing one of the salons. How, how is the how is your staff uh, responded to it as well? I mean, there has to be some intimidation of you, like you were saying.
5: I think everybody was a little nervous just because no one knew what to expect. But no one knew what to expect. The clients didn't. We didn't. And I think there was a little bit of reassurance in the fact that it was brand new to all of us. Mm-hmm and our clients have been great and very understanding and i have been trying to set a mold that like this is just our new normal for now and one step in one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. we're doing it together yeah it's actually the silver lining is i think we're all pulling together and working together more than ever it's kind of a beautiful thing from such a scary situation
0: that's incredible yeah that is awesome well, go do what you the, yes. the rest of us dream to do. <laughs> oh my God, right. Thanks, Jenna. Bye guys. Have, have, a, have a good
3: Bye, day.
1: Jenna.
5: Nice Thank to you. meet you. Nice to meet you guys.
1: So Tammy, what um yeah, kind of what protocols like specifically have changed. Like if we were to put a list, like what are the top ten things that that, that you guys have had to change um for the uh, in-salon experience uh for the um for you for, for you know hairstylists and for the clients and you know let's go like once they've checked in they've had their temperature taken like like walk us through you know to their station or, or whatever whatever that looks like
2: right so once the stylist goes out and we are having the stylist do that because we feel like the client's a little more comfortable having because there's a usually in most cases there's a relationship there so we We thought that it would be easier for the client if the stylist is the one going out to greet, um, take the temperature and what have you. So once they make it in the door and the client is sanitized, the stylist takes them back to their chair. Um, We are the social distancing, so every other chair is blocked off. um, And they start their normal services. The stylist has, you know, client stylist has her mask on just as Jenna alluded. If they need to do something that requires them to, you know, unhinge the ears, uh-huh. if you will, then they can absolutely do that. Um, the shampoo bowl area, um, if they if they go to get shampooed, that is every other chair for social distancing. When we lay them back, we do ask that the client have on their mask. And then additionally, we lay a, to- a towel over there. their face. Um, just to prevent, because you are you're leaning over them, right? Right. So um, the stylist still has their mask on, and we cover the client's face with a towel. And so far, that's oh, so far that's gone really well. No challenges with any of that at all. Our clients have been wonderful with it. Um, we do we finish out our services as normal. There's there's nothing different at that point. And once they get through that initial check, it's services the same. So, so at, so
0: when you guys were sitting in the board, you had all this in place. Okay, this is what this is what we're going to do when we reopen. Has there been anything that you struggled with, or that you had to to tweak or change at all because of the it just kind of messed with the whole flow of? Uh...
2: Remarkably, no. We do have. I think we've probably, if I'm being completely honest, we've probably had to add a headcount just for the sanitation. Because you know you're constantly wiping things down. Um, all touch points are wiped down hourly. Um, if a client comes in, we always try to have someone who's coming in with a, a glove on that opens the door, um, or else we've got a sanitized door handles. You just think of every touch point that someone mm-hmm. touches; they're cleaning that hourly. Um, sanitizing sanitizing stations as the client leaves, so that has become a full head count. Um, so there's there is an increase there. Um because there's no way around it. That's a full time job. Yeah. The, the
4: other piece is the is the concierge is what we're calling them. Right. We have we have a front concierge person and that's typically a salon assistant that's taking care of the sanitation protocols in the front of the house, mm-hmm. as well as maybe somebody who's comfortable taking temperatures. If we like at the location I'm at, we actually have somebody who's immune deficient, like she is. Um, And so she feels less comfortable taking her temp a person's temperature because she doesn't want to be exposed in the case that um, we have to turn somebody away. Who's actually sick. We've, we've turned away so far in the past five days, I want to say four people Um, we've probably had 300 guests or something like that around amongst the six salons. So we're also, you know, because we're, distanced with a station in between we're kind of running half staff even even at full capacity um but that front concierge person handles that if the stylist is out taking the temperature that back person is the person that makes sure the chair is sanitized and then puts a clean cape so you know your chair has been sanitized if there's a clean cape hanging on it that's um, and that's, and that's when you come back. And so it, it really is definitely has upped the intensity of the support staff necessary. Mm-hmm. If you are a single or independent self-employed operator, um, you know, what, what we've noticed is it takes a little bit of time in between appointments. Mm-hmm. So we've stopped double booking for now. Um, and we're just letting people know it takes, takes a few minutes in between appointments. And again, to Tammy's point, I mean, We've had nothing but appreciation. You occasionally get the the cynic like myself who ah oh, <laughs> this whole thing is bullshit. But the but you know um the, you know they're, they're few and far between. Really people are are appreciating um, the protocols. They understand the temperature taking. Um, by the way, Tammy sourced a, a thermometer um, from a company called iHealth. You can Google them, it's iHealth.
2: It's ihealthlabs.com
4: ihealthlabs.com labs.com. And it's, it was around a 43. It was just under $50 for the thermometer. It works great. Um, it's a really seamless, un- unintimidating process. Um, but you know, people understand, Hey, this is what we're doing. And we let them know right up front. If you're above 99, you ain't coming in like you're not coming in, you know,
0: and, then, so, and the four that you turned away, were they okay? They understood.
4: yeah Yeah.
2: and we do give them a gift card if we have to turn them away we give them a twenty dollar gift card and then we won't schedule them for two weeks out if they have a paper. yeah
4: um now we will say this we've noticed with those electronic thermometers that the sun does affect the reading
2: because we're checking them outside
4: yeah so um we've we've had the learning curve of moving somebody into a shady place giving it a few minutes letting them cool off maybe they were sitting in a warm car Or if you're in the north and they had the heat on when they got out, um, that's a possibility. But it cools down really fast. And
2: that's another thing. You know, everything is so fluid. We're having to adapt as we go here. One of the things that we changed on our messaging for the clients, when they arrive and they text us that they're here, um, we will let them know, okay, we got your message. If you will please wait in your car in a climate-controlled environment. We've had to add that because a lot of people turn their car off, don't have the air on, then they get out and they're really hot and they fail. Wow. So that's one thing that we had to adapt to.
0: Tammy,
1: or, or for the room, if if somebody fails, do you give them 10 minutes to kind of like, you know, cool Absolutely. cool down, so to speak, and then, and then, and then retest them?
4: Yes. If, if it was just the sun, I've been taking temperatures at Sugarloaf. If it was just the sun, you put them in the shade for a minute and retest them and their body goes back to normal mm-hmm. temperature. It's usually just that the sun was beating on their head. And we are in Georgia and we've had a few warm days. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm jealous of that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Come on now.
1: Right. No, sir. No, sir.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, as a company, um, yeah. you, 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 I assume you, you have a large staff because you have six salons. Um, as yeah. a company, when, when you sent out that email that, hey guys, we're going back to work. What was your messaging for, to your staff um, to say, hey, you have to come back to work. you have the option to come back to work? or And then what was the response to that, to the, to that uh, messaging as well?
2: Well, let me say this. One of the things that Brian is, is really adamant about is personal connection with the employees. Through this entire process, nightly, he would have communications through Facebook Live and he would touch base with the employees. How are you doing? Here's where we are. There was constant communication from leadership. Mm -hmm. So when we got the news from Kemp, he immediately, probably an hour Mm -hmm. after Kemp announced it, he did a Facebook Live just to give everybody a heads up, start prepping. Mm -hmm. Then when we got to um, the next morning and we started really analyzing what this was going to look like. And we're going to try to open up Friday. We were trying to determine, to be quite honest with you, do we need to wait until Monday just to give ourselves a chance to ramp up everything? And he's like, no, let's go. So we really did a lot of this stuff in three days. Um, so he got on Facebook live immediately, told the staff, if you don't feel comfortable, You don't have childcare because this was short notice. We literally had three, the three days and some moms just couldn't get it together. Whether they were nervous, they have been off for five weeks. So we have allowed them that latitude. We are open if you want to come in and take advantage of the rush. And my gosh, it has been an unbelievable rush of clients wanting to get in. They are killing it. Right now, it's
3: like Christmas. It is
2: like Christmas. Phones are blowing up, textiles blowing up. These clients want to get in and get their hair done. So, we have reiterated that message that the timing of when you come back is up to you. We are not forcing anyone to come back to work.
0: So, you're not enforcing anyone to come back to work, but you said you did furlough them so they can. Uh, Could they collect unemployment uh, for the time that they were off? So now that you open back up and the state opened back up and they choose not to, do they lose that unemployment? They they
2: Now, here's one thing that was fortunate for us. The majority came back. We will have some employees who, because of their own certain circumstances, be it school is closed, childcare, those kind of things, they'll fall under that family first act and we will file that for them. I have probably a dozen who fall into that category. Um, I have some who will choose because they're afraid to come back. At that point, they can't stay on furlough, but they can go back to the Department of Labor and file on their own for extended unemployment benefits.
1: Wow, that's great.
0: Man, this Tammy has thought of everything. Yeah, yeah, but no, that's great for you guys uh, as a company to do that for them because I know there's some companies that were, not, were open. You need to be here. You know right. what I mean? But you guys, you know, extended that that, that grace. That, you know, that's not
2: well. our culture. Right. It's not our culture at all. We're a family. And
3: right. I think one of the things that's really important, you know, and uh, all the front end work that Tammy did and then all the marketing work that was done is there's a, a reoccurring theme here. And that reoccurring, theme is constant constant communication like to the point of you're almost tired of listening to us right (laughs) Uh, when you've got Brian literally every single solitary night at 9 p.m. doing a Facebook live internally right so our staff is every day hearing from the owner of their company when you got Tammy who is every day communicating with you know the whole leadership team this is what we're doing this is how this is going to happen you've got the marketing team making sure all that all that information looks good and is being presented in so many different avenues and then that information gets you know delivered to the managers every day and we have internal zoom calls and we have internal meet I mean we have a zoom meeting with the managers 15 minutes before we talk to you guys you know <laughs> and that message gets delivered to the stylist and then you know we're in the salon's leadership talking to people It's constant, constant, relentless communication. And if something changes, everybody knows within 20 minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. Everybody knows 20 minutes because we'll use Facebook, because we'll use GroupMe, because we'll use Zoom. You know, all the avenues are open. If I'm giving any advice to anybody who's about to open, you know, on top of being prepared like Tammy has prepared us, once you've done that, then make sure you clearly communicate every day, maybe twice a day with everybody so wrong, so big.
2: Because it is the unknown that creates the fear, right? So if you're communicating, you dispel a lot of that.
0: Wow. Right, how about if we we'll just put Tammy's phone number or uh, <laughs> the rest of the community so they'll
4: reach <laughs> out. <laughs> to get through Tammy, you got to get through Chris and I. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but something we will do, guys, um, I put together a, a detailed list. I actually sent it to you um, all as well. I can't remember if I sent you the first or second draft of that. So if it looked button up, it was the second draft. Um but last night I did a Facebook live or yesterday I did in a more regular salon form and said if you want uh, our protocols, email us and I'd be happy to do I'd be happy to um send those straight to you because you know I mean Tammy used to run the the largest book distribution company in the world uh prior to uh coming here as an operations manager. Not you know, not it's sort of a ble- you know, a blessing, luck, call it what you will, that she's here and she had the foresight to do that. We're we're actually I actually texted you, Tony, just because or um Corey just because um I knew that most salons don't have this and we really like we really care what is going on. I mean you you know you and I were able to talk personally prior to getting on here. I've got a cousin um in Philly my brother uh wasn't able to get the um the payroll protection. My my cousin who runs spot on salons in Philly wasn't Mm -hmm. able to get it. Um, you know, there, there's some some of us skated through this thing okay, and others, this has been a real challenge for, and um, we, we'll, we'll share all this stuff with yeah.
1: you, you. Okay, know. great. Well, I mean, I think this is the time then, Chris or, or Tammy or whoever, whoever the, the, the 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 person is, you know, give out your email address now or, or where this stuff can be found, or is it just up on a
3: website?
4: It's not, a, well, it's not on a website, but we can, um, if you want, why don't we do info 124. Yeah, 10? you can
3: do uh, info at one two four go dot com. Uh the number one, the number two, the number four go dot com. And uh we'll be glad to send all that information out to you. Um
6: like Chris said this is our industry, all of us.
3: Yeah you know, we're definitely invested in the success of everybody across the country. I'm not trying to be grandiose. Mm-hmm. This is this is our livelihood for all of us. And so whatever we're doing,
4: both the good you know, and if we come across challenges, we'll share those with you too. We think that, um, John, John uses a word around here, over communication a lot. Mm-hmm. And at first I used to be like, Oh my God, everything 55 times. Um, <laughs> but,
2: I still say that sometimes.
4: Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's the reality. You cannot communicate to your clients enough right now. Okay. Um, because they're, uh, they don't know either what's happening. And, oh, right. and, you know, I mean, it's been, our industry is really in a spotlight right now because we've been for, for better or worse, I take no stance on this. We've been really looked upon under a microscope as, you know, a possible cesspool of spiking the numbers of COVID-19. Right. And if you came into one of our salons, you would feel way safer there than you do at a hospital right now. I can promise right. you that.
1: Right. Wow. Tammy, did you get any guidance from the state? Like, are there any state protocols that the state says, like, like for instance, like, stations have to be six feet apart or, or any kind of oh, ab- like that?
2: Absolutely. Your local state should give everyone guidelines on what their requirements are. And then we coupled that with what we knew was coming from state board in Georgia and then added the things that we wanted to add. And that's how we compiled our list.
1: Got it dude, you guys are awesome. I, uh, I, I can't thank you enough from the, from the industry. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm going to say this as a joke, but I I, I mean it as well as that, you know, thank you guys for kind of uh, being the forefront of this and being our Guinea pigs about how, how one should, uh, how one should um, um proceed.
0: Yeah. Sounds like uh, you guys are doing it right from the get go. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We appreciate you guys.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to Tony. I can't wait to get down there, and um, I know that we keep talking about this road trip that we're going to do, but I can't wait to get down there and um, and visit some of our Georgia people, you know. And I and, and I'm, we we definitely need to mark off a little bit more time at at
0: 124 because what a business we're running. Georgia. My daughter said, I want to move to Savannah. She went, She she for some you reason. Know, when just, yeah, when we went to Georgia, she just fell in love with it. So yeah,
3: you guys I are mean, welcome anytime. You're our guests.
0: And I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan, so. <laughs>
3: <Why>? <laughs> so
0: we have to go. That's right. Why? Why? Hey. Uh, when I was, <laughs> you're a transplant to Georgia. Is I am. When I was a <laughs> kid.
2: They're all transplants except me.
0: We can hear that, Tammy. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. When I was a kid, I, was, I think I was 10, it was 1978 when uh, the Atlanta Falcons were playing the Dallas Cowboys uh, in a playoff game. And I just came back from like a peewee football game or something. And I just remember seeing the Atlanta Falcons with Steve Barkowski. And then, you know, when you're 10, you're just impressible, right? So I was like, yeah. I just saw that offense. I was just like, wow, I just fell in love. Uh, and, that, for, and at that moment, they became my team forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was you're
3: not 10 years old anymore. No nope.
0: right, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 right. So that, means, that means it's been forty years of pain.
4: That's really <laughs> good. 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 Yeah. So we gotta yeah. work with this
0: guy every day. Right. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, remember, Chris. you
3: remember that, <laughs> remember that playoff game where the, the New England Patriots came from behind in the fourth quarter to squash oh, the... Uh, yeah. John, you where's your box? mask?
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody take his mask.
6: Somebody hide his mask.
0: <laughs> I just want to point that out. You know? well, I think, uh, yeah, John, I'm over that. John, but no, but no, but no. But no.
1: John's going to be pretty excited about the, uh, the 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 bucks coming to town every uh, every year now, I assume. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Dude, guys, once again, thank you very much. And, and um, as, as we sign off to, uh, to just kind of give out that email address one more time where, where people can get information. And, and also, like, if you guys have an Instagram account or a Facebook account or, or something that's public that people can kind of, like,
4: watch what you're up to, even if they don't send the email, uh, go yeah. ahead and give that yeah. out. You can email us at info at one two four go.com. That's one, two, four, two Um <clears throat> we have a podcast too, so after you listen to Corey and Tony, of course, you can check us out if you're st- if, if you're still needing some learning that day. Uh it's called Shop Talk by 124Go. And uh we give you guys props on there all the time. We really, really appreciate everything you did for us getting started. Um, and um if you want to take a look at the um the actual protocol that we have that's client facing you can go to the salon 124 group um, website and we've now turned that into our home page so when you land on our website uh, it's it's 124, it's salon124.com yeah. um, you'll land on our client facing protocols feel free to copy and paste that and use it as however you'd like to use it um, to you know to communicate with your clients it gives a, it gives the client a snapshot of what we're doing in a pretty orderly fashion mm-hmm. um, you guys have that as well for and tony i sent that to you so um but that's that's how you can connect with us on it's one two four go or one two four go and we're at salon 124 group one salon 124 group uh for the salon page
0: As fellow hairdressers, as fellow podcasters, this is the epitome of what hashtag community looks like. We definitely appreciate you guys.
3: Well, the same is here. It's a mutual love affair. So thank you guys for everything you've done um, to support us and help us get started. And um, I, I can't say thank you enough, aside from making it very public. Thank you, guys.
1: Well, well- we appreciate it. we appreciate you guys and and Tammy, thank you for all the hard work that you've done because i I think that your arms are gonna reach a lot further than one twenty four group so uh so thank you for that and uh you know for the whole industry and you know thank you for that job at the largest bookseller in the, in
2: the <laughs> <industry>. <laughs> okay, so any we're glad to help anyway if anybody's having trouble, I will say this anybody having any trouble finding something I'll be glad to to get with Chris and post where we found things alternatives be glad to help with that just let me know
1: yeah i think um i think it uh it, it would be nice to have a list of like websites like where did you find the mask and where did like like chris right. gave out you know some place to uh i forget what it was Thermometers like, yeah. thermometers, yeah. th- 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 and stuff yeah. like that yeah i think that um i think it'd be nice to have kind of like just because that's the next you know th- this is going to be the next wave right is where do i find this stuff
2: agreed and they need to start now start now before your state opens
1: perfect Guys from 124 Group, thank you very much and thank you for joining
2: us.
1: And that's not your day off. <laughs> it's not. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually, since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five star review on iTunes. Um, Leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You on our podcast. Um, That's cool. I think you can find, actually you can you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.